What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. friends. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dixie Lovett, the Director of Women's Ministry here at New Vision, and I'm delighted that you are listening in and reading along with us as we read through the book of Ephesians. Ephesians is the most Christ-centered book of the New Testament and is also called the most church-centered book of the New Testament. In Ephesians, Paul deals with the Jews and the Gentiles and with the unity and the community of these two people groups. And because of that, and because of that unity between two different types of people, it has much application for us as Christians today, us Christians, the body of Christ and Christ church. The first th- in the first three chapters, we spent a lot of time uh, establishing our identity in Christ or the identity of believers in Christ. And today, as we begin in chapter four, believers will be exhorted to be who they are in Christ in every situation and in every relationship. And we'll find too, especially here in Ephesians four, that there's some similarities between Ephesians four and Romans 12. So let me get started in reading here. We're reading Ephesians four, one through six, and I will be reading from the ESV. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all, and in all. Well, you know, we've heard this before. What is therefore, therefore? And at this time, Paul has therefore to mean what we have just studied in that those first three chapters, what we've read about our spiritual blessings in Christ, and because of grace through faith, and because of us being one in the Spirit, and because of the ministry of the gospel, and because of all of this, he is giving us a challenge. He is urging us to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Urge, just as a reminder, means to like persistently persuade. That can happen a lot. I remember when uh, my youngest daughter uh, was younger and she would want to do something. She would come to me and I might say, no, not this time. Well, then she would go ask her dad and he would say, oh, no, I don't think so. So she would stay away for a little while. Then she would come back and urge us in a little different way because she was wanting this very much so. She was wanting to persuade us. So that is what Paul's trying to do is he is in light of all that we've learned about what Christ has done for us. He is urging us to live a life, our life rightly, to walk in that manner of the calling to which you have been called or to which you have been received. As I was beginning to study the Bible, this is, by the way, one of my favorite passages. Um, I was like, what is my calling? I think we've all been through that at some point in our life of what our calling is. And here it simply means being a Christian. 
your calling is this name that we wear as Christians, us being ambassadors for the faith. But you know, when we come to this understanding of how much God did for us, we should naturally want to serve and obey Him out of gratitude. And just because He's God, one commentator I was reading put it this way, we don't walk worthy so that God will love us, but because He does love us. It's motivated out of gratitude and not out of a desire to earn merit. And then he goes on to say that we are to supposed to walk in this manner with all humility and gentleness and with patience and bearing with one another in love. Well, this all, some versions will say to, to live completely. And it reminds me of how we can only be complete as we are complete in Christ. And we'll learn a little later on in chapter four about the fullness of Christ, which means that completeness, the three in one, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because we believe in God the Father and we are saved through the sacrifice of Jesus, his son, and through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we are complete. But because of this, we can, in humility and gentleness and patience, bear with one another in love. When I read that section on humility, gentleness, and patience, I immediately think, yeah, I've got that. But in reality, when we stop and think about that, when I stop and think about that, it is something that the fruit of the Spirit tells me that I have in the whole fruit bowl of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. I have those, but I don't always practice them. Humility and with patience, those are two that we can um, struggle with a little bit today, especially with the patience. I'm like a, let's get it done and move on to the next moment. So the Lord is constantly helping me to work on patience. But then he says this, bearing with one another in love. As I was reading through and studying a little deeper into this passage, I learned that the Greek word for bearing with means to take responsibility for again and again. And that is something sometimes in our self-seeking society that can be really hard for us to obtain. But what we've just learned other above, this walking in a manner worthy will allow us to be able to bear with one another and take responsibility for one another again and again. Sometimes the word long-suffering is used instead of bearing with. And long-suffering has been described as um, a situation of us having power to take revenge, but we never do. But in Romans twelve 19, we're told, Beloved, we're called beloved, never avenge yourselves, so never take revenge, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Long-suffering is also characterized as having a forgiving and a generous heart. So it means when we bear with one another, we take responsibility again and again and again. But this bearing with one another is to be done in love. And that's what we have because Christ, that God so loved the world that he gave his son. And those who believe in him will not perish but have eternal life, but also have that indwelling Holy Spirit that can help us walk in obedience and walk in that manner worthy of that calling of being a Christian. But we also know from 1 Peter 4, 8, that love covers a multitude of sins. So that will help us as well to bear with one another of love. 
Then the next little phrase says, eager to maintain the unity of spirit. Well, eager means wanting something very much. And I think we've all been there at some point of our life that we have wanted something very much. So if you can put that thought in your mind and then say that that thought, that eagerness that I had for whatever is how I am supposed to be eager eager to maintain the unity of the spirit or to keep this unity of the spirit. We must strive to keep it, but we don't create it. God created this unity of the spirit by his spirit, and we must try the best we can to recognize that and to keep it. I often describe it as that if um, all of us Christians were in a room and we could peel off our flesh and peel off our bones, we'd all look the same because it is this one spirit, God's spirit, that is alive and indwells each one of us. And then we're told told to do how we accomplish this maintaining the unity of the spirit is in this bond of peace. And I think about this bond of peace. I think about something being bonded together, being glued together. Um, If any of you have ever had any dental work, you've had like a crown being bound or bonded down to your tooth. Uh, That's something that stays there and does not easily come off. So that's what peace can do. It can bind us together. Once again, I'm reminded of something in Romans 12 in this little passage of 9 through 21, which I'm not going to read the whole thing uh, in our podcast today, but I do want to bring this up. It says, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. And then it goes on talking about that not avenging yourself as we read earlier. Then our scripture today goes on to say, there's one body, one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. So once again, we're learning of God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit that allows us to have this unity. And you know, in the world in which we live today, we are faced with disunity on all sides. Disunities within churches, disunity outside of churches, disunity in the community, in our families, in our homes. And even most recently, there's even some unity of evil or tyranny. But as Christians... We can dwell in unity because of what we share in common, and that is Jesus, because of Jesus and in Jesus, in that one hope and God's love for us, we are called to walk as one body and one spirit in the bond of peace. So as we begin to close today, I want to go back just a few verses, back to the very last of chapter three, which we read through yesterday. But it's an ending of that prayer that I think just really speaks to and is a good way for us to end out today. It's Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. And here's what it says. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Well, folks, thank you so much for sticking with this podcast and listening in today. And I pray that the Lord's words have some encouragement for you today. 
but also that maybe through the meditation that we've had here, the meditation of my heart, of our hearts, will be pleasing to the Lord, but will give you something to help you be transformed more into his likeness. So I pray that you have a great day and join us again tomorrow as we continue the podcast in reading through Ephesians 4. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.